My Talk 1071. Hi, guys. Happy Friday. It's the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Bradley's on a cruise, and we are lucky enough to have Colleen Lindstrom Aww. in the studio with us. Thank you for having me. I also have a question yes. about that song before we move on. Yeah. Is the word giddy up or is it giddy app? G- giddy up. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Giddy up. What is giddy app? How Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> says giddy up. Okay. <laughs> or unless Thank it's you. some kind of an app on your phone yeah. for oh. giggity giggity or, or I like know. happiness. Right. A giddy. giddy. I'm giddy app. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thank you for oh. clarifying that for me. Giddy up. Okay. Giddy up. <laughs> okay, well, you saw some movies. I've and been watching the movies lately. You sure have. So, uh, you are going to tell us about Dumb Money. Okay, yeah. So, this one's a, this one's available on streaming. Okay. Uh, and I'm trying to remember. We must have watched it on Amazon Prime Video recently. And this is about the GameStop uh, stock hysteria yes. that occurred. So, and I don't know if you've watched, I gotta remember what the name of, I bet Mike, I bet I'll just say GameStop docuseries and you'll be able to pull it out of nowhere. Um, do you remember this? I don't. Okay, fine. That's okay. <laughs> um, there was a docuseries about, no, okay. Rolling it all the way back. This mm-hmm. happened a few years ago. Eat the Rich, the GameStop so- saga? That's it. Okay. So, my husband and I had watched that Netflix um, docuseries. A while ago, because if you recall that time when everybody was keeping their eye on the GameStop stock Mm -hmm. and everybody was like, why? I mean, this is crazy. It just kept going up and up and up and up and up and up. Mm -hmm. And people were wondering what was going on. I wasn't close enough to understand it. I have to be perfectly honest with you. I have now watched a docuseries and the movie, and I'm still not quite sure (laughs) exactly how it works, because I think it's like a really complicated, like short selling and it's. Basically where, like, they will basically bet against themselves. So they'll buy a stock without the money to pay for it or something. Oh. And then they hope they get the money back. And or it's I don't even know. Oh. Again, it seems real funny business illegal, but mm-hmm. apparently it's not. Okay. So it caused GameStop stock to just go bonkers. And all of these people were going to get super rich about it yeah. for it. And it was really like a bleep the man type of movement. And it was started by this guy uh, who who did who did like YouTube videos. Yeah, and his name was Kitty something Roar Kitty Carryall. Kitty Carryall. Yes, no, <laughs> that's a Brady Bunch reference. I know. Yes. I know. <laughs> um, anyway, Bradley trainer oh. Don McLean, producer Mike. What's oh, happening? I don't know, but that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's bizarre. Oh, I don't. Thank I didn't for, touch anything. Thank you for announcing yourself. <laughs> Anyway, so now there's a fiction, not a, there's a there's a movie uh, about that entire incident that we watched the other day that stars, among others, Pete Davidson, mm. Seth Rogen is in it, Shailene Wood, Woodley, Paul Dano, America Ferreira, oh. and it's supposed to help you understand what happened. <laughs> you don't. I still don't quite get it, but it's still a great movie because it is like this thing that happened in history that I think people often can reference like peripherally. Yeah. And it, it, it is a fascinating story how it all happened. It just doesn't get you any closer to understanding how this process works. Okay, <laughs> but you sort of understand. Kind is it? Of. Do it's you feel like entertaining? Empowered by watching it? 
No. Okay. I felt confused, mm-hmm. but I also enjoyed the performances. Like, so it, it's an entertaining movie about a thing that actually happened, mm-hmm. and it has a ton of great star power in it, and there's great performances, right? And it's entertaining. Okay. So. I don't know if it interests you at all. I would say, though, do it as a companion. I know I sound like such an idiot because I'm like, I still don't understand what happened. But if you're going to watch it, watch it as a companion with that docuseries. Okay. Because it it just, it'll teach you if you're not a person who dabbles already in the stock market. If you're sort of like, I don't do that personally. Yeah. Like I work with people who do that, but I don't touch it. Because I don't understand it. Gotcha. And yeah. I am of the opinion that I, like, for example, I don't think I'm a doctor just because I have Google, mm-hmm. right? I go to the real doctor. So, like, there are people who are experts in things, and those are the people I trust. So, I don't know a lot about it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. But it gives you an under, a better understanding of what happened and why it happened and what people were trying to do and why they were passionate about it. There's also, like, an adjacent story about this app called Robinhood, which was an investment app that totally got screwed in the deal oh and yeah. was making bad choices and it, it's a story with a little bit of everything okay there that is go. so cool dumb money yeah on amazon prime well it's on it's, a, it's streaming on amazon prime apple tv google play youtube voodoo you can get it sure. you got to pay for it and i don't think it's free anywhere yet of course not no i mean because dumb money is the title makes <laughs> makes perfect sense it does okay and then do we even have time to get into this? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Okay. We do. I actually went to a theater. This is a big deal because I never go to theaters. Oh, yeah. To see the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which is the prequel to the series of, um, I almost said To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with me today? <laughs> Hunger Games. <laughs> I wish it kind of was. Totally <laughs> different story. It's the prequel to uh, the Hunger Games series. Yes. So this was first a book uh, that Suzanne Collins wrote. And we waited a long time for this movie. So I read the book immediately when it came out. Mm -hmm. And then I've read probably 100 books since. So I don't remember the book like as clearly. I know what you know, it's really about how President Snow got to be the evil President Snow in the Hunger Games. So you're getting like the prequel to him basically it's his origin story and i have to tell you if you are a hunger games fan and you haven't seen this yet prepare yourself it is not like the hunger games oh yeah because so much of the hunger games takes place in the arena uh-huh. and this has that it has a hunger games element to it and they are in the arena, but the arena is very different because this is an early Hunger Games. So it's a, it's a little less on the action side. There mm-hmm. is action, but it doesn't lean into the action. It's really more of an emotional story. <sighs> and so if you think you're getting like the like a Hunger Games-esque movie, it's just not. It's just not. I've heard great things about it, though. It is good. It is good. Um, The... The kind of main one, the main female character is played by uh, Rachel Ziegler, who was, is that her first name? Who was yes. in West Side Story. Thank mm-hmm. you. Her voice is unbelievable. And I will tell you, they made, they made 
as much as they could of that. Okay. Because it's not a musical, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of music in it. And so she sings a lot. And her character is a singer. So that, to me, was like, the soundtrack has got to be amazing. Ah, She's just got this wonderful voice. Um, But, yes, it it is a good movie. It is good. It is better when you've read the book, I bet. Okay. Yeah. Because my daughter had not read the book. I tried to get her to read the book and then I got impatient. So we just went to the movie. <laughs> said, That's I called. I just want to go to the movie. Good parenting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just want to go to the movie and you're my person. So let's go. So we went and um, she didn't like it. I don't think as much as I did. Well, right. And yeah. you will leave with a lot of questions, which is a good thing. And what it made me hope is that there will be more. Mm. But I don't know if there will be. Okay. That's there you awesome. Go. Uh, MC is reading it right now. Oh, he read all the Hunger Games books. Yes. So he has to finish it before we can go. Yes. And you think it'll be in theaters through Christmas? I think, yeah, actually, I okay. think it will be. Right. I, I hope it will be. I think that that had been the plan mm-hmm. um, because it came out right before Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. it seems like there's a they want it to be kind of like a holiday. Right. It's. I don't think it's going to like... We get nervous when we see the showings start yeah. going into like, oh, there's only one showing today. Yeah. And then you look forward in the app of whatever theater you go to and you're like, they haven't scheduled it for Thursday yet. And it's Monday. So yeah. we have to go now. But that hasn't happened with that one yet. I'm just I, I know that there's a lot of interest and in people are probably reading the book really quickly, just like MC. Yeah. They probably thought, oh, I got to read this. Because it was one of those things where if you are a huge Hunger Games book fan, mm-hmm. a lot of people read it right when it came out. Now mm-hmm. it's been a while. Now I want to go back and actually read the book. Yeah. Because there's so much else. I mean, this is why books are always better than movies. Sorry, I said it. It's true. Yeah. is because you get all of the layers of the story in ways that they're, it's impossible. It's impossible to do, and that's do. why Stephen King books are not great movies. They're never good. I mean, every once in a while, you'll get a good one. Yeah, but I always think people who think a movie is great that was based on a book, mm-hmm. I always think you probably didn't read the book first. Sure, and that's not. I mean, that that's a no choice. Shame. Yeah, no shame in that. And like, maybe you didn't read the book at all, and that's fine too. I always love the book more. Mm-hmm. So the movie, all the movie did for me is make me want to go back and read the book again. Oh my gosh. Which I'll probably do tomorrow. You guys, she reads super fast. Like I, she can read a book in a day. I have a problem. You, you can't put it down. It's because I can't put it down. So yeah. it's actually not a great thing because I will grab a book and sit down and my family will look at me and be like, okay, she's not moving for four hours. She's not going to answer to her name. Yeah. I I put my noise canceling earbuds in yes. and I just go. Hey, we all need that time. I have know? a problem though. Like yeah. you should be able to put a book down to go to the bathroom. I bring it with me. It's fine. Oh my gosh. I have problems. All right, coming up next, we might be doing food porn Friday. I forgot to order the food, so we're going to look around the office and see if there's something we can try. <laughs> okay, to be honest with you, that's coming up next on my talk 1071 is Bradley for my good friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas. Now through December 5th, buy more and save more with huge rebates on Hunter Douglas Silhouette and Pirouette and PowerView Automation. Purchase one to five Silhouette or Pirouette with PowerView Automation, get a $50 per unit rebate. Purchase six to 10, get a $75 per unit rebate. And if you purchase 11 or more, get a $100 per unit rebate. Rebates can include a mix of Silhouette and Pirouette with PowerView automation. Limitations and restrictions apply. 
Ask for details. And don't forget that select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades still qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of up to $1,200 through the end of the year. Exclusions and restrictions apply here, too. Visit littleblindspotmn.com today for more information and to schedule your free in-home consultation. Don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Sing it with me. The Little Blind Spot. We're big on service. My Talk 107.1. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn featuring Colleen Lindstrom this Hi. week. And next... Oh, we're so excited to have her here filling in for Bradley. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, and now we're going to force her to eat weird food. <laughs> food porn. Check that sizzle. I think I'm pre-drinking water. Like, it's going to already flush the flavor of this out of my mouth. I don't know. So, Mike... <laughs> yeah. He... You found this in in the candy drawer yeah, there's or little, that food drawer we have. Yeah, there's little drawers around the office here with random things in it. Sometimes there's Easter candy seven months after Easter. Yeah, people Sometimes dump all their Halloween candy yep. in there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, I found something in there that, uh, well, it says like pretz on the front. Pretz! So I'm assuming there's pretzel something involved. I don't know. And yeah. uh, also some fried chicken. A picture of that. Did you do some uh, decoding for I us? I did, yes. Translating um, for us? Uh, this is a Chinese product and I don't read kanji. Okay. So I had to use my Google Translate app which is, it's not an app, it's just type in Google Translate and you can take, it'll open your phone mm-hmm. camera and okay. you can hold it up to anything in a different language. Oh nice. It says... Spicy fried chicken pretzels. Okay. okay. Hello, me time. Oh. Enjoy my moment. Ooh. Night snack. Tokyo kelp. Well, looks like we can't try it now because it's a night snack. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Okay, so they're little pretzel sticks. I also appreciate that they have almost like grill marks on them as though they are grilled. <laughs> yeah. Which is cute. It is cute. It feels like a little too much work for something that is, you know, a yeah. pretzel. So, um, we don't know how this is going to go. Not at all. I have a guess. Yeah, not great. Because I think it smells bad. It has smell. It does it. Mike, what do you smell? It smells horrible. Yeah, it has smell. Can you, like, pinpoint what it would smell? If you took, like, oh. like, fried chicken seasoning and you put it in a... Um, in a cardboard box, and yeah. you let it sit for three weeks yep. in the basement. Nailed That's it. what it tastes like. Nailed it. In the basement. Fully nailed it. It's funk. It, yeah. feel, it does smell strangely like cardboard. Very it has nice. a weird, like... I not... think that's because it's on cardboard. Yeah, this pretzel <laughs> is a very thin one. Yeah. And it has dust on it, as Holly would say. Food dust. Yeah, it's got dust on it. I would also say it doesn't remind me of a pretzel either (laughs) it's more like a really thin cracker i was all excited because it looks like pockies yes pockies and i pulled it out of because you know mike kindly offered me the package and said feel free to help yourself and i was pulling it out and i was waiting for like the pocky top that makes you excited yeah the chocolate and then there wasn't one and i was now i'm grossed out already let's go ahead and go on in okay crunchy i always wait Mm -hmm. you're that's that is that was Holly's move. Well, somebody has to talk. No, they've just tried it. All right. Just, I mean, it tastes a lot better than it smells. The the smell. Okay, the Ooh. smell is overpowering. Uh, if you don't <laughs> taste the flavor of the smell, 
Oh, it the has some on the back side. Yeah, though. the back end. Oh yeah. my! Is yeah, it, it kind of kicks. It kind of kicks on the back end. Yeah, you it'll give a... you a kick in the rear. Yeah, I don't mind that little kick. That yeah. gives oh, it something okay. redeeming. Yeah, it has some spicy. It's still coming. That's the spicy. Uh-huh. Oh, no, right. Yep, there right? it is. <laughs> yeah, science. Oh, it gets God. you right on the end. It kind of reminds me of like ramen chicken flavor. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know what I mean, like a ramen mm-hmm. packet of that dust. It's a very stale chicken in a biscuit. Uh-huh. I'm like, not mad about this. Chicken actually. in a biscuit. Chicken in a biscuit. That's chicken very and stale. Biscuit. Mm-hmm. Chicken in a biscuit with cheese whiz is the greatest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From the can, cheese whiz is revolting. Sorry, easy cheese. What? I'm out. Bye. It's, you know what That's it funny. says <laughs> on cheese whiz? Cheese food. Cheese food. Yeah. Which yeah, is I mean, not cheese. It's, it's not so salty. I feel like the formula's changed. So this is what I want to say in defense of easy cheese. <laughs> if you're expecting it to be something it isn't, which is cheese, <laughs> then you are going to be disappointed. I don't but know if what you it can accept it for what it is, which is cheese food, <laughs> if you can just see that and love that, that's really all it's asking you to do. Yeah. <laughs> Let's quickly score. Oh, mm. score. Um, mm. I will say out of five, yeah. um, I will say a 1.75. I'm going to give it a three because I would eat more. Three! I, I would go back, yeah. Two out point, of all night snacks? Not out of all night snacks. But <laughs> what yeah. about you, Mike? What? 2.3. 2. 2.3. That's all right. Not terrible. I finish these. I just don't have to time. smell it. Yeah, exactly. Don't smell it on the way in. Yeah, the spicy that kicks in later. All right, coming up next, we have to talk about Taylor Swift again. Let's break down some new news we heard about her. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental. We are getting close to the end of the year, which means we're getting close to the end of your 2023 dental benefits, which means you should put those to good use if you haven't done so already. Now, I have gone well beyond my benefits for 2023. And if you want to know more about that, just call and ask them about dental implants because that's what got me there. But I'm so grateful that I got my dental implant from uh, Dakota Dental. And here's why. The level of care, expertise, and just hand-holding through the process that the team at Dakota Dental provided was amazing. Honestly, the best experience with a dentist I've ever had. Because when you're dealing with your smile, you don't want to just trust anyone. You want people whom you can trust that have the experience and the expertise to give you the smile that you deserve. It's a big investment. And uh, don't trust just anybody. Call Dakota Dental today and don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Brad is on a vacation, and uh, she's here with us. She is our resident Swifty. Hello. She's our pop-in Swifty. Reporting yes. for duty. Yes. Um, you saw some stories yesterday. So a lot of stuff has come out about Joe Alwyn and Taylor Swift's yeah. romance. Yeah. It was a six-year romance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there has some more things have to do with uh, her songs yeah. and when they were written. Yep. So we're checking the timeline, and that's what's going on. So if you're seeing a lot of... Uh, headlines come out about Taylor Swift and Joel, Joe Alwyn and the timeline of their breakup. There's actually a reason for it. And and I'll give you kind of the chain of events as they occurred. Okay. So as you might recall, it was, I think, October of 2022 when she released the album Midnight's. Yes. And as people became acquainted with that album, they started to think, uh, oh, this, this, there's like a love 
story, maybe a breakup happening on this album. Mm. And then we found out that indeed Joe Alwyn and Taylor Swift had split up. And uh, then at that time, everybody went, aha, Mm. it was probably a breakup album because even though it had been uh, released in October, we learned that she and Joe had been split up. So then people realized, oh, she was because this is what Taylor does. She writes from from her pain. She writes from her personal story. (laughs) Um, But when they broke up uh, in April was when it was announced the uh, the headline or the the explanation that was given by their uh, reps was that the relationship had, quote, run its course <laughs> and that they were at, quote, different places in their lives and, quote, had both realized that they weren't completely right for one another. Okay. okay so it's pretty, you know, I don't know, standard boilerplate, whatever. They fell out of love. So then everybody starts hearing Midnight's as the breakup album that it probably was. Mm. Right. So we're learning things out of order. Then in May, she released another track. So she does these like from the vault tracks. Oh. And this one was called You're Losing Me, which if you want to, you know, roll that underneath uh, so that people can feel sad. Yeah. I put a link up on the on the page, Mike, if you want to. Oh, here you it is. Say I don't understand and I say I know you don't. So oh, this song is good. I listened to it it's before the show. It's super good. It's really good. I mean, it's Taylor Swift. It is. And it kind of seems one-sided, like on her part. Like, listen, you're pretending that everything is okay, but you know it isn't because yep. I look dead inside. Yeah. So look at me. I'm dead together, inside. And I don't want to do this anymore. So quit pretending everything's okay. Okay. Yeah, or like save this, like work hard and save this. Yeah. Oh, it's it is. I mean, everybody. If you've heard this song and you've ever been in that relationship that you know is circling the drain, mm-hmm. you're feeling this, right? Like she, she, yes. has, she can like she really does speak to the human experience. She really does. When I listened to it, I was thinking of an old relationship yeah. I had where I'm like, why don't you? cut this off or why are you trying to pick fights with me for me to end it that's what it felt like okay so hold on to that feeling while i tell you this that when that song came out it came out in may Mm -hmm. everybody thought okay well this is the one she wrote as they were breaking up yeah but then this is why this and that was back in may so you might be thinking why are we talking about it now in december well it's because jack antonoff who's her you know, kind of songwriting, music-making partner. Mm-hmm. He posted a picture of her <gasps> on his social media that says the following. You're Losing Me is out today. A very special track from the Midnight Session that's finally streaming. He wrote steaming. He meant streaming. <laughs> Written and recorded at home mm. on twelve five twenty one. Oh, right after Taylor ate these raisins. So in the picture, she's like wearing like house clothing yeah. is what I would call it. It's mostly what I mostly wear. Yeah. House really clothes. all the time. Sweats. Uh, and she's reaching for a raisin. Just one. There's a pile in front okay. of her and she looks forlorn. Yeah. But the reason why everybody's keyed in on this, because Swifties pay close attention, is that the date he date stamps this. Yeah. Now, don't think any of this is a mistake. Right. So the date stamp says it was written and recorded at home on 12521, which is an entire year before, months before yeah. they allegedly broke up. Yeah. 
So then everybody is thinking, oh my gosh, they yeah. were broken up way longer than we knew. Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, over a year, 18 months before the split was announced. 18 months? 18 months. She wrote the lyrics to that song almost almost 18 months before the split from Joe Alwyn was announced. But here's where it gets sketchy. She and Joe were seen together on and off through 2022. Mm-hmm. So after the song was allegedly written. Mm. So everybody's going, wait a second, hold on. Does this mean she wrote that song in a moment when she felt like the relationship was ending, but then kept Oh. Remember when I said, hold on to that feeling, uh-huh. right? Yeah. That like their relationship had been dying for that long. So then there's the question, was she, was she, was that when they really broke up and they were like <gasps> acting that they were still together? Right. Oh, so God. then you have to do Taylor Swift math. math. <laughs> and then there, and then you can go deeper if you want to, which I know Swifties will do. And I just get exhausted yeah, and that's tired where you're like, it. okay. That's when I cut off. I'm sure. like, and I'm done now. I, you know, I dip out. But then there's this whole, there's another whole level you can go to if you really want to keep riding it. Yeah. About, um, you know, her liking certain tweets and oh. what that means. And I just, that I, that's, that's when, when you, I'm done. Yeah. That's when you're like, I got to get back to reading my book. I have another book to read. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But anyway, so that's what's going on with, that's why we're talking about this. Yes. Song. All right, so there's another story out there that TMZ put out yesterday from Tree Payne, which is her publicist? Um, it's her rep, it says. So Taylor's longtime rep, Tree Payne, posted a message on X on Thursday night. Um, so just FYI, Tree Payne is not a human. Tree Payne. I don't think. It isn't? I think that's the actual... Isn't that the actual... Oh, no, that is her name. No, Tree Payne's her name. Yep. Tree Payne is her name. Okay, sorry. It looks... Yeah, pain, Tree Payne. Like Taylor's pain? No, Tree, tree Payne. Tree Payne. Um, no relation to T-Pain. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Should have got them apple bottom just <laughs> Boots with the fur. With the fur. Okay, so Dumois put this, this post up um, that pretty much implied that... They had this ceremony that her and Joe Alwyn had a wedding ceremony, but just not with the documents. So they got married just in spirit, I guess. Okay, well, this has been a rumor for a long time. Yeah. Dumois was not the only person reporting that. Yes. So um, she did have a ceremony in either 2020 or 2021 in the UK, and it was described to me as a marriage by more than one person. This is Dumois. It was never made legal. I will die on this hill, put it on my tombstone. I have no reason to lie. I could give an S what she does. I'm sorry she didn't tell you guys about it in a song, but just because she doesn't sing about something doesn't mean it didn't happen. That was Dumois. Mm -hmm. Tree Payne says enough is enough with this fabricated lie about Taylor from Dumois. There was never a marriage or ceremony of any kind. This is an insane thing to post. It's time for you to be held accountable for the pain and trauma you cause with posts like these. Okay, but can I ask a question? What about that causes pain or trauma? It's very dramatic from her rep. And that's my second thing. Is methinks thou dost protest too much? <laughs> Thank you. Because is it a big deal? Who, if it, I mean, I don't know. I tend to fall. I understand that a lot of her fans are 
really invested in in a on a level that I am not. Mm-hmm. I understand that, but who who cares if they had a pretend ceremony that wasn't legal, right? And, who, and, who actually cares? And maybe they did, and you don't know, Tree Pain, right? And that's like, okay. Do you know everything that she does right. when she wakes up? Whether or not they went to a little English garden and oh. had a pretend ceremony, right? I. I don't know. I think this is a silly thing to argue about. And but and I tend to actually come down oddly. Actually, no, not oddly. On the side of Dumois, which is like, no, I did. I'm a got. She's a gossip. She's a gossip artist. What do they call? She's like a, she's, she's a, not blind a go- item. She's like a, a gossip uh, influencer. Artist. I like artists. She's a gossip artist. <laughs> I mean, you know, all she's doing is reporting what she heard. And she says that put it on my tombstone. Perfect. Like, I believe Dumois over this rep. Yes. I really do. And, and and who cares? Who cares? Because she's right. Dumois is right. What does she care? Like, what is what? What about this? This doesn't affect her life either way. It's just this is what she heard and she's sharing it. The fact that Tree Pain is going like, you know, hard, hard on this to me just sounds like it, there might be some truth to that somewhere. And yeah. who cares? At the end of the day, who actually does care? That's not harming anyone. No, How and a relationship. That? Is between the two people who are in it, and only they know how deep their, to, to quote the Bee Gees, how d- deep, deep their love, love is, <laughs> right? And so, and and you know, I don't know. I think culturally, we've made marriage like the gold standard of like that's how you know a relationship is real. But I don't even actually believe that, yeah. Because you, there are very, there are so many different types of relationships and levels of commitment that do not involve marriage that are between the two people who are in it. And so, if she did have a pretend wedding, yeah, what do I care? The pain is still real for her if she broke up with somebody. I'm That's sorry. True. I, I apparently okay? I am invested in this. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she got closer and closer to the microphone, I, and her face got red. I really you guys. got mad. I was like, "Leave yeah. Taylor alone." Well, I just wonder: is this approved by Taylor for Tree Pain to go so hoard? I this hoard. I don't. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't think Taylor would like this. Like, you need to be accountable. Like, she just is too. Too for that. So let me then just be a Swifty in the moment yeah. and say. You know, Taylor loves to leave Easter eggs. There's always yeah. another story that we don't tell, that we don't know, which I, cause I, I had the same question about whether or not she signed off on Jack Antonoff's mm. um, Instagram. Yeah. Right. With the real date and that she was eating raisins and the picture of her in her house clothes. Yeah. Like I wondered, did he check that with her first? Yeah. Right. Not that he needs to, but I'm curious about it because she's always directing the narrative we talked about this a little bit yesterday because she's a storyteller do you think that she had him drop this because people were a little alarmed at how quickly she was with matt healy that's a good question because that's a really good question i mean 18 months maybe they broke up then and they just agreed to be seen in public so people didn't question it yeah but it was always, um, and then Travis Kelsey was very quick. Yeah. But maybe we're just going back in time and her timeline is different than ours. See, that's, and that, that, I think that is true. I think yeah. her timeline, I think there's no question about that. Yeah. Her timeline is very different from what people know. I think what we're seeing right now is 
the people's desire to know mm-hmm. is so strong and she'll play games and she's she's got every right to this is not the first time that we have had some timeline questions about her relationships yeah and she does you know she, i do think she knows what she's doing when she decides not to share something or when she decides to share something yeah i think it's planned I really do. Yeah. I think that it was planned to do that. And you know what? That's okay. And why judge somebody for how quickly they move on? I mean, like, you know, the relationships can be dead for a long time. Yeah, it's true. Honestly. It's true. Okay, coming up next, um, the tabloids want you to believe that shopping at Dollar General is one of the worst things you could ever do. Well, if you are the mother of a celebrity. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, then arrest me for my that's crimes. Right. Well, uh, that's coming up next on My Talk. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071. Hi, guys. It's Friday. Hopefully, you are uh, having a good week and we'll have a great weekend ahead of you. Just remember, if you shop at Dollar General, though, you could be doing something wrong. And I am not talking about real Dollar General. I'm talking about a TMZ article I saw. Oh, dear. This is about, I don't have the the Britney stuff up, Mike, but this is about Lynn Spears. Mm. Here we go. Lynn Spears shops at Dollar General after claims she sells Britney's belongings. Okay. So she's coming out of Dollar General with her Louis Vuitton purse in the cart. Mm-hmm. So what? Who doesn't like a deal I every mean, once I in a while? That's right. I go to Dollar General for a few items. I love Dollar I General. I mean, Mike and I, we go to Dollar Tree for foil, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Best place to get parchment paper. Yes. It is. <laughs> Agreed. So here she is, minding her own business with a cart full of stuff. Yeah. Dollar General. This looks a little like a planned publicity. Yes, to me. Thank you. Uh, like she's looking like she's trying to save money or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, or she's trying to look like a victim more because that is yeah because the storyline. Well, in the woman in me, she insinuated that her mother had been selling, he had sold her journals mm-hmm. or, or thrown away her journals and her dolls. Yeah, and so Lynn defended herself and said. After the book came out, which has so many terrible things in it about what they did to Britney, in Britney's opinion, yep. um, the only thing that she said is, I would never throw out your dolls. That was her response to the book. Okay. And she showed a picture of the dolls in the journal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in the curio case in her home. That's right. So it's like, hey, look over here type of a thing. Like, yeah. And I also was complicit to yeah. your dad putting you in a conservatorship. Yeah. yeah. So that's the bigger story. So I guess Lynn called TMZ and said, hey, can you take some pictures of me at Dollar General so people know that I live on a budget? Yeah, exactly. Right. That's literally it's it's a way of saying I don't get like I I, I don't get a penny of Britney's money. Mm-hmm. I take care of myself and I'm conscientious about my spending. Yeah, that's what it says. So we shouldn't. Uh, so in that post, she also called out the Daily Mail saying, get your facts straight, Daily Mail, because she posted a picture of those clothes and a caption. Um, she 
There's some things that she posted. One was a hat that she wore to the Billboard Music Awards in 2000 that is not attractive. No. <laughs> it's that pink and pink and orange tie-dyed number that she had with yeah. a really weird hat on. Yeah. So apparently that hat lives at Connie's consignment. Wait, hold on. What's Connie's consignment? <laughs> the Daily Mail report. Who's Connie? Let me tell you. Connie is um, Britney's childhood friend, Courtney Braybam's family. Okay. They have a consignment shop in Kentwood, Louisiana. So they accuse Lynn of started selling, starting to sell her daughter's clothing at Connie's jewelry Connie's, gifts. Connie's, Connie's consignment. consignment. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, so there are pictures of like her friend wearing one of Britney's coats. Um and it was advertised for sale. So they literally have receipts oh my for gosh. this stuff. But she's denying that she would ever do that. I am. This family is so messy. Like, I almost don't want to watch it. It makes me so sad because uh-huh. they're so messy. You know, when I read through Britney's account of events mm-hmm. and the way that her mother, you'll remember early in the Free Britney movement, mm-hmm. her mom was really supportive of her yeah and it seemed like she was leaning on her mom and it was confusing yes because we're like well where were you her whole right. 13 years and her life it was like suddenly she was trying to hedge her bets on which side was the stronger side to be on mm. and then and same same was sort of true with jamie lynn um i remember prior to her conservatorship being ended that she on instagram posted video uh, at jamie lynn's house with her niece nieces Mm -hmm. so you know you could tell that the family was trying to kind like i said like sort of hedge their bets for which side was going to come out stronger but at the end of the day lynn spears was pretty complicit with everything that was going on yeah when you read the majority of the time yeah her mom a lot of times according to Brittany, acted like she had no part in things but she had to Right. When you stand by and don't say anything, you're a part of it. Yes. Yes. She could have stopped it from happening. She had more power than she used. I was going to say more than she thought. I don't know what she thought. But she had more power than she used. For sure. And signed off on things. Yeah. You know, she wasn't an innocent bystander is what we're saying. So that's why I feel like a lot of this is some sort of like PR. I don't know. Some... It's a really sloppy, clumsy PR move on Lynn Spears' part to make it look like, I mean, I think she's sort of sliding into the, like, she's the victim of Britney right now. For sure. Which, oh, it's just messy. They're messy. It's all messy. It is. And and they, TMZ is like, absolutely, we'll show up to Dollar Gen. They probably thought it up. Oh, for sure. Why don't you go shopping at Dollar General? And we'll take pictures of you because she probably called them or they called her saying, we saw this Daily Mail report about how you're selling off Britney's stuff at Connie's consignment. Yeah. So don't you think that you should get some better press out there? And make it look like you're being responsible with your budget. And like, I don't, I don't. You don't need to sell things in order to, you know, get by which in reality she is probably still living off of britney's money oh well she's definitely living off her own book money which yeah 
was a book about being Britney's mom, yeah. essentially. Let's not forget that September 23rd, I'm looking at an article from the Daily Mail. You remember we saw Lynn has been working as a substitute teacher in Louisiana mm-hmm. to try to pay her bills because she's been struggling after another bitter fallout with her pop star daughter. Yeah. That right. was in the middle of September. You know what's gross about this is that's just above board being like, I, I'm not on the payroll anymore. Yeah. So And it's like, so you shouldn't work? Right. What, like okay. What so you're working and that's terrible? Right. Get you, out there then. You you should have always been working in my opinion. Well, or you should have been uh working on your daughter. Like if if you were depending on that paycheck, yeah. you should have been acting in her best interest. Mhm. Right? Like if if that was your income source, mm-hmm. then why were you operating against her yeah. at any point? Uh, yeah, I just don't think that the free Britney movement and all of that, she didn't think that would ever come to pass. I don't think anybody did. No, honestly. Or, well, I think, I think the people, we, the people thought it would, right? but I think the people on the inside had a lot more to lose. And so they were going to stand in front of it and try to stop it at any cost. Absolutely. So I just want to, now I'm trying to see what item she bought by looking through the Dollar General bags. Oh, do tell me if you find anything. <laughs> I want to know what the good deals are. Exactly. All righty. Coming up next, we are going to talk about uh, some type of a festival that I don't know anything about that Colleen is going to share with me. Um, yeah, a festival. Yes. Okay. Do you want to say what it is? Um, it's... Where talk is fun. Wamageddon. Wow.